Okay, check your posture. Make sure you're comfortable. Make sure you're not holding your posture in place, that it has stability. Check the positions of your legs, your hands. Make sure your elbows are not too close nor too far from your body, that your shoulders are relaxed and leveled. Your back is straight, naturally straight, and you're not holding your head and neck in place, that they are centered. Your eyes are either closed, opened, or half opened. Having chosen whichever you find to be most conducive for you. Let your mouth, teeth, tongue simply rest in the natural places, not clenched nor too loose. muscles of the face go, with no intention to force your mind to focus, nor any intention to drive out distractions, with as much ability as you can, just follow your breath. Trying to keep an unbroken stream of awareness on the breath. Having just that intention of being aware of the breath. No need to make yourself inhale nor exhale. Just observe what's already happening. Keeping your attention on the breath as much as you can. Just check your posture to make sure that you're comfortable. And if you need to make adjustments, make the adjustments. Raise your seat if you have to. Lower it if you have to. And find the calmness that you you're starting to become aware of within the body and let your mind rest as if on a pillow in that calmness. And turn your attention again back to the breath and keep following it. 
maintaining an unbroken stream of awareness of the cycles of breath as you breathe in and breathe out and try to keep the stream unbroken for about 21 cycles Perhaps now you become aware of a sense of calmness in the breath itself. Let the mind rest also in that calmness. Without trying to force your mind to do anything, nor trying to chase away anything from the mind just rest in the natural state of the mind why do you want to meditate the natural reason come up if it's not the highest motivation that you can come up with, then correct it. Make it the highest motivation that you can come up with. Taking both the highest ultimate goal 
and a temporary goal that will help you get there. Keeping your motivation as clear as you can. Invoke the means through which we will achieve this goal. The very goal itself to come to guide you. Sense the presence of your guide, your teacher, at the level of your, your eyebrows about an arm's length distance from you appearing in a form a glorious form made entirely of light Thinking of your goal, looking at your guide in front of you, your teacher, the means to achieve this goal, and entrust yourself in your guide. Examine your ultimate refuge. Turn your attention again back to the teacher, knowing that you are in the very presence of the only means to achieve your goal. With the highest reverence that you can sum up in your mind, prostrate. gratitude in your mind with a heart filled with gratitude 
make offerings make a gift of the things that you own that makes you happy make a gift of the things that no one owns like a landscape make a gift of those things that exist in your mind only and make a gift of those things that take away your time which are vices in themselves in your mind of the obstacle of remorse and regret through purification admit your faults and the actions committed under their influence seek ultimate refuge that you may have the strength to restrain in the future make a definite promise of restraint and think of an activity either thinking a certain way for a while for a moment saying something doing something something that will be a makeup activity
rejoice take joy in goodness your own and others Turn your mind to the teacher in front of you and request the teacher to teach and wherever teachers have appeared turn your mind to them and ask them to teach teach the means to end all suffering you may always be connected with the teacher beg the teacher to stay to never leave you until you achieve your ultimate goal Think of the meditation that you're about to do and make a dedication dedicating the merits you've thus gained through these preliminaries to help you gain success with your meditation.
Instantly, the teacher is there, facing the same direction as you are. Focus on the teacher, made entirely of light. And beg the teacher to bless your mind so you can become free of your obstacles and that you may gain the realizations that you seek. To whatever degree of conviction you have that the teacher is actually above your head, hold on to it with a mind of great anticipation that you are about to receive exactly what you are wishing for. Aspiring to become inseparable with the teacher. See the form of the teacher dissolve into a point of light and sense this point of light descend through the crown of your head, sense it merging with your mind at your heart center and hold on to whatever conviction you have, whatever affirmation you have that you have become inseparable with the teacher. Bring your attention back to your breath. Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more.
open your eyes if you want stretch your legs if you want make yourselves comfortable Okay, we've already uh, talked about the two kinds of distractions that you will meet, at least in your uh, beginning career as a meditator, and how to deal with them. The first kind of distraction is the one that you really, uh, it's not really a distraction in a sense that it interrupts your meditation. It's a distraction well, you, br- you bring it into the meditation. It's not that you encounter it, you bring it with you. And this kind of distraction is not really called a distraction in the, <laughs> in the meditation manual. And the way you're asked to deal with that, from the very beginning, before you actually start to meditate, you're supposed to do something. And that, with, that is with mindfulness. I mean, everyday mindfulness, 24-hour mindfulness. And something that is mentioned that is called uh, controlling your senses. And I have to say, it took me a very long time to actually understand what is it that they mean by control your senses. If I don't even know how to meditate, how am I going to control my senses? Uh, what it what it means is to do not allow yourself to be stolen by, by a stimulus that comes to your senses that is sort of like maintain a sort of centeredness when you see something don't let that be what makes you angry don't let that be what makes you uh, you know make your mouth drool <laughs> always maintain a sense of centeredness and the reason for that is meditation is the practice of, of withdrawing the mind within and actually finding a sense of satisfaction from within. We have the habit of looking for a sense of satisfaction through the senses. So we are very uh, habituated to looking for, through, uh, looking for the senses to give us satisfaction. And because of that, we are, we are we sort of like uh, well trained in making our mind be distracted. And the way to start to, to start the process of stopping the mind from looking for satisfaction through the senses, which strengthened distraction, especially the, especially the kind of distraction that you bring into the meditation, is to, as you walk, as you work, as you do your, your daily activities, just be aware of what you're, uh, what you, what you're being aware of. And at a, and at a later uh, level, try to not allow yourself to be uh, stolen. That is, uh, don't allow yourself to be pulled by things. Don't allow yourself to be pushed, repelled, uh, repulsed by things. There are only two things uh, that you should be pulled towards or be uh, repulsed by. And you should be doing this consciously. This thing that I'm looking at, is it 
uh, triggering a, a minor virtue, then this minor virtue, you should pull yourself towards it. Is, it, is this thing uh, triggering a mind of non-virtue, then you should have a repulse to that mind of non-virtue. But the colors, the shapes, the sounds that you're hearing, they, uh, they shouldn't have, uh, they shouldn't be controlling you. They shouldn't be controlling how you, what emotions you have. They shouldn't be controlling what reactions you have. Okay? And that's what they mean by control your senses. Okay? And that's the practice that you do in your everyday life, in a 24-hour uh, day, that's supposed to help you when you sit down, not to bring any uh, uh, luggage, not to bring a- any baggage with you to your meditation. Okay? And most of us, when we start to meditate, we think that, oh, I have a very distracted mind, I have a very discursive mind. That's, the problem. that's my problem with meditation. Actually, that's not even considered a problem in meditation yet. Okay? What they call a discursive mind as a problem of meditation is when you're already holding onto the object of meditation with some dexterity. It may not be uh, clear, it may not be, uh, uh, it may not be a, a, uh, a bright object, but you have some holding onto the object. You have some idea, you have some at least some idea of what it is that you're supposed to be meditating on. And while you're holding on to that, to whatever degree that you're able to hold on to it, then the discursive mind will come almost by itself. Then your mind starts to, you start to hear thoughts in your mind. It's not that you are thinking thoughts. You start to hear thoughts in your mind. Either all of a sudden you're recreating something that you, uh, some, some, some conversation that you have with someone or your, your, uh, some uh, memory is being uh, triggered and you're hearing the memory, then you can say you have a problem with discursiveness. Okay? But when you are the one who's, thinking, who's doing the actively thinking, it's not, called, it's, it's not even called the problem of meditation yet, because you're not meditating yet. How can it be a problem of meditation when you're not meditating? Okay? And the other problems also come. They, they, they can be emotions like uh, all of a sudden you could be the most subdued person in the world you, ha- you don't have any animosity for even, for even an ant and all of a sudden you're meditating your mind is a bit quiet and you have some holding onto the object of meditation all of a sudden you start, start to feel anger then when they say anger is your problem with meditation then that's what they're referring to not that all day you're blowing up your top and then you're trying to sit down to meditate and you're still remembering that, that fight that you had with someone. That's not what we use call a problem of meditation yet. Okay? So, then, when that... Uh, that, that anger that, that is sort of uh, uh, almost by itself, almost uh, uh, automatic, that is triggered in your mind, when it's triggered, then you're supposed to apply the antidote for anger. Okay? If you're someone who's blowing off your top during the middle of the day, uh, then you're supposed to use something else. Okay? That's not really a problem of meditation. It's a problem of your personality. Okay? <laughs> and you have, to, you have to do something to deal with that. Okay? Uh, 
in the beginning when you're applying mindfulness trying to be mindful of, of, what, of what really uh, is going on in your mind what you're aware of the kind of reaction that you have to, to those things in the beginning don't try to make any corrections okay just be aware just, just be aware and even use uh, 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 forceful discursiveness oh, my mi- I, oh, there's anger in my mind there is a, a attachment in my mind. I'm attached. There's attachment to this thing. There's attachment to that color. There's attachment to that shape. Or oh, my mind is angry when it sees this color. When it sees this, and just have this chatter going on in your mind. But you're the one who's instigating this chatter, and that's how you're becoming aware. And after a while, you can become aware without having to have the chatter. You can just be aware of it and know that it's going there. You need this ability to be aware this mindfulness in your meditation. As a matter of fact, your meditation is strengthening this ability. Okay. And another thing that I, what I mentioned last time, the, what helps with not bringing baggage into the meditation is having a, a true sense of uh, a true interest in your object of meditation. And the Buddha even mentions that. The reason that at first we are unable to focus on the object of meditation because we're not really interested in it. Okay? If you have a true sense of interest in the object of meditation, then your mind, you'll find your mind naturally being gravitated towards it. I mean, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody or something that you're attracted to, you find your mind naturally being directed towards it. You don't have to force your mind to look at that beautiful thing. Come on now, we look at that beautiful thing. Okay? You don't have to force your mind to do that. It naturally goes towards it because you, at some level, are convinced that there is beauty there or that there is, uh, 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 there is interest there. Okay? So your object of meditation, you have to do the same thing. You have to ex- analyze it. You have to say, oh, you know, I'm, this is what's going to really make me happy. Oh, it has this quality, that quality that I'm uh, uh, going after. And now, don't make up qualities. And also, don't try to trick your mind in a sense of... Uh, uh, if you have no idea what Nirvana is, if your mind is not really... Uh, uh, naturally going towards this thing called Nirvana, the, the term is really totally foreign to you. Don't tell your mind, oh, if I do this, I will go to Nirvana. And your mind is telling you, what's Nirvana? What should I, what should I be going towards it? Okay? Nirvana must be something that you find yourself naturally going towards. Then you can tell your mind, if I do this, then I'll go to Nirvana. Then your mind, you can find your mind uh, uh, naturally holding onto the object of meditation. If you have no idea what it is in the first place, believe me, just saying the word Nirvana, your mind is not going to go towards it. Okay? And also, uh, if you're not convinced about a, uh, a reason for getting rid of certain, uh, certain habits or getting rid of certain characteristics, don't tell your mind, I have to get rid of this characteristic because they say so. It's in a book. It's holy to do so. You have to convince yourself why you yourself must be, must be free of this uh, characteristic, must be free of this habit. Then your mind will naturally go towards those attitudes, goes towards those reasoning or those uh, practices that's supposed to get rid of it. 
then you then you have to spend 20 years just trying to get rid of something. Okay? Because all you're doing is fighting your mind is fighting you trying to get rid of something trying to get rid of something. <laughs> okay. Like for example, desire is bad. Why is it bad? I mean it's written in all the books. All the people who are holy are saying it, so it must be bad. So I must get rid of it. And, and, you, have, and, and you think you have desire, and, there you, and you, uh, you ascribe it to something, and you're trying to get rid of it. And you probably will spend 20 years, 30 years, your whole life trying to get rid of it, and you have no success whatsoever. Why? Because you have n- no idea why your mind has desire what is, it, what is it that your mind is really seeking to accomplish through what you're calling desire and you haven't really convinced yourself that desire is bad you say it's bad because you're hearing it's bad and you have no idea what, what really holiness is what's, what's holy and then why is it that holy people get rid of desire is it really a bad thing to get to not have desire? Convince yourself. Really convince yourself. Then you will find yourself, instead of spending 20 years or the whole life trying to get rid of desire, or if you have to get rid of it, then you will find yourself naturally gravitated towards those things that helps you get rid of it. And if it's something that should be strengthened, then you will find yourself naturally strengthening it. Okay? Don't say it's bad just because it is written that it is bad. Convince yourself that it is bad. And then enter the, uh, the, the, the reasoning or the analysis not with the, thing, not with the thought that desire is bad, let me find out why. Enter the analysis what is desire? Is it bad? Is it good? And then let it, let it reveal itself to you. Okay? Maybe those people who think they're holy are wrong. <laughs> Maybe desire is good. Maybe that's why they're, they're, they're so miserable. <laughs> right? The spiritual path must always be personal. Okay? It must never be something that you're borrowing. Maybe it's bad for everybody else except for you. Okay? I mean, really find the truth. Now, <laughs> don't use what I just said <laughs> to attach yourself to your desire <laughs> thinking that it's good for me maybe it's bad for everybody else. <laughs> okay? But truly find out. Okay, let the truth itself reveal itself to you. Don't go in there with supposed truth and trying to force your mind to make that truth the truth. Or what you think the truth is the truth. Okay? It's not about drilling speculations into your mind. Forcing, specul- forcing yourself to accept spe- speculations. Okay? If it is, it will reveal itself to you as it is. Mm. 
That was supposed to be my short talk on. Dealing with the kind of what we are calling distraction—that is, bringing the the baggage of of of, uh, of thinking into the meditation. You don't really deal with it sitting down in meditation. You're supposed to deal with it before you sit down. Okay. And the other kind of uh, distraction I already taught you how to deal with it. The first, one you have to deal with it is a very good way. Is to engage it. Very innocently. You're looking for uh, the true, the ultimate meaning of life, and all of a sudden you're distracted with uh, the color blue, and innocently, you know, look at the color blue and say, "Is this the meaning of life?" Engage it, okay? Very innocently, not sarcastically. <laughs> is this the color? Is this the meaning of life? No, <laughs> but realistically, engage it, okay? All right. So I don't know what meditation you want to do. <laughs> That's what you're gonna be doing now. <laughs> If you don't have one, well, make one up. <laughs> or just review, okay? Uh, I don't know what much time we have left, so we're going to use that for meditation, okay? And for the engagement, the last thing to say, I'm going to say. Uh, you're trying to, let's say for example, your meditation is trying to see the image of the Buddha. Okay? And you're thinking, you're going through the emotions, you know, it's this shape, it's that color, it's this shape, it's that color, you're not even seeing anything yet. Okay? And all of a sudden, you see uh, a color, but it has nothing to do with the color you're supposed to see. And innocently, you ask yourself, is this gold, even though it's white? Is this gold? Why am I seeing white? And engage it. Okay? That's one way. One way is that you spend, you know, it's five minutes, ten minutes, and you see absolutely nothing. Now, what are you going to be engaging? Engage with nothing. Is this white? <laughs> is this gold? Okay? Engage it. And you'll be surprised what, what, what your mind comes up with. Okay? So, let's go. So find the calmness in your posture and let the mind rest there. The legs, the hands, the shoulders, the elbows, the back, the head and neck, the eyes, the mouth, teeth and tongue. They are in their places without you consciously holding them in place. Follow five cycles of breath.
bring your thinking to your heart center and from that point begin your meditation
Think of the problems and the sufferings of beings. And with a very strong wish, almost willing, wish that they become free of their problems. And as strong as you can wish, almost as of as if willing also that they come finally in direct contact with ultimate happiness. Dedicate the merits of your meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Bring your attention to your breath. Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. Oh yeah, uh, I need to recharge. <laughs> I have to plug myself in a little bit, so I won't be in uh, next Wednesday. Okay, so we'll continue the following Wednesday. Okay, so I'll see you all following Wednesday. Thank you.